another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And it's a bright and beautiful day, and why wouldn't it be? Because you've got two bright blondes talking to you right now, one in the south of France and one in Johannesburg. Jenny Baxter, how are things in Europe? Uh, things in Europe are very good. Melanie Walker, hello. Um, <laughs> I just got back two nights ago from a divine weekend in Paris. So I'm feeling very in love with Europe right now. Very culturally uh, stimulated. Just oh, just amazing. And, and like every night I was, I was staying near the Eiffel Tower. So every night after our dinner parties or whatever, I just went and lay on the grass there with everybody else, um, mm-hmm. listening to the music and just watching, you know, on the hour, every hour, it sparkles for five minutes. So, Ooh, oh, that sounds so, pretty. It's so magical, so beautiful. Yeah. And how much am I smiling at you with like a fake smile at the moment? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I suppose, I mean, the good news here in South Africa, of course, is that um, we've, we've gone to level two. I know. Um, which means that we, we have to be like our curfew. All us good kids need to be home. I think, is it 11 or 12? I don't even know because I didn't go out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a, a bit easier on the kids, I think, which is great. Yeah, and I thought of you about the alcohol. I think there's... Um, not that you're a huge drinker, um, <laughs> big. No, let's, let's get that straight as well. <laughs> but, oh, but there's Lordy. more freedom with buying alcohol now. Does that mean that they're open? Because I always forget when Thursday is. And then I sit in there and I think, oh, goodness me, I didn't buy any whiskey. No, I think it's Monday <laughs> to Friday now. Oh, really? So we can buy on Friday? Woohoo! Uh-huh. Freedom. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yes. Although we could also go out and support restaurants because then you can drink there. Even yes. like during level three lockdown. Okay, so that was a... But it's a bit more expensive. Just but then don't we need to support home. restaurants. Uh, and, and talking about restaurants, we will be talking about restaurants a lot later mm-hmm. <laughs> with some fantastic people and, and why you've been going up to Nice. But first of all, I mean, how many jabs did they say that have been done now in South Africa? It was about 15 million. 15 million jabs done, which equates to around 7.4 million South Africans who've actually been fully vaccinated now. So, mm. um, you know, so that's why they've been able to ease restrictions. And, you know, the more people that are vaccinated, the more travelers can come to South mm. Africa and will want to come to South Africa feeling safer. So it's, you know, the travel industry, I think, has really welcomed all of this. Well, we just need to get the other 45 million <laughs> to get it done now. <laughs> Yay. And, of course, um, I know that um, this coming weekend which will be the 18th and 19th of September, um, they've opened up a registration for voting again. I saw that I got a, a WhatsApp to say from our local councillor that they've made it easier. They've got a new um, online platform to help people register as well, especially for all the first-time registrants. Brilliant. Which will and be that, good. Yeah, so 1st of November is the voting day and definitely get registered this weekend. So do you have to register even if you're already registered from last time? No, you just double check that you are registered and usually your local councillor will have sent out something to say. You can send me your details and I will check, but there, it's a way that you go online and you can just double check for yourself that you have been registered. But of course, all the, the new 18-year-olds are getting registered and hopefully they will go and vote. There's some people who are sitting there and going, oh, what's the point of voting? And I'm like, okay, this is where you start being an adult. When you hit 18, you're supposed, you, you keep saying you're an adult? Then go and be one. Go and vote. Yeah. Go and you have a vaccination and go vote. vote. Yeah. No, exactly. If you don't vote, do not moan. 
One thing I am going to moan about, though, <laughs> is the very skewed, <laughs> skewed way of looking at municipal bylaws at the moment. Okay, so if you take the majority the of the cabbage places, wars. The cabbage wars. I am now the, one of the cabbage patch kids. Okay. I so love it. I do need to actually state that I think what the problem is wasn't that he's growing cabbages. Okay. But the fact that they, there isn't a walkway through his, on his pavement. And this is one big thing I've been having with especially the northern suburbs of Johannesburg and other places around the country where everybody plants up their pavement outside their house with plants, flowers, whatever, but there's nowhere to walk. And it's, it's really quite dangerous for people to have to go into the road. So all he actually needs to do to be able to, in fact, they should have given him the right to be able to do this, to say, you don't have a walkway, put some paving stones down so that people can walk on the pavement through your beautiful cabbages. Okay, okay so but, is that the problem? Because I saw a yeah. lot of people, so, so this is the guy, I think his name is Joe Bancuna. And, yes. um, and you know, I love watching, it's Gauteng it's mainly because he's in China, but I love watching how all of you are, are joining and saying you'll go to court with him because I think 16 police officers who had nothing better to do all pitched up at his house to serve him with papers about his his uh, cabbage patch. But yeah. um, I thought it was because it was untidy because I saw a lot of people sent him photos telling him to put them into neater rows. Yeah, the bylaws state, I mean, we don't own the pavement outside our houses, although most people think they are and they get very cross when people come and tell them what they're supposed to do. Yeah. It does belong to the municipality that you're based in. However, you have a duty of care, shall we say, to make sure that your pavement looks good. Although it is municipal property, that, and I feel that they should be doing something, especially with street trees, but that's a whole other thing altogether. This, for me, though, is the fact that they are wasting police time, they are wasting court time, they are wasting all of these things when all they needed to do was turn around and say, yeah, spali, lester, okay? Yeah. You need to just put so that people can walk through it. Yeah. That's basically what it boils down to. However, then everybody's like, let's go and we're all going to plant cabbages in solidarity and our own verges. I'm like, well, most of us should have been doing that anyway. And I think a lot of us actually do. Um, but I said, what would be better is if we all got together, went to his area. Is it in Chosunguve, I think, uh, in Chwane? And we then go and plant up some other pavements, but we make sure that we have walkways down the middle of the pavement. Walkways everywhere. Because I went and checked up again on the latest statistics, and you know there are 2.5 million people actually starving in no. South Africa, and it and it really reaches 10 million with with people that are on off starving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But every so I mean day, he's been helping feed people. Yeah. You know I'm sitting here and thinking you should be actually. Like saying, giving this man a big congratulations on how amazing he's been for helping other people. Yeah, everyone should be encouraged to do the same in South Africa right now. And like you say, with trees, you know, something that I love in, in parts of France, and, and you probably have it in South Africa, I just don't remember it. But, you know, here you can walk down little lanes and there's orange trees and lemon trees and you are encouraged to pick them. Um, and I, yeah. I think that's lovely food for free, you know. Well, I go scrumping, as I call it, and I know where all the fig trees are. <laughs> so when the figs are in fruit, I'm, I'm quite happy to then go and um, take people. I don't have any issues. I know where all the mulberry trees that are still standing, and I go scrumping for those as well. I mean, it's one of those things. And people look at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's free food. Yeah. 
And yummy. Okay, eat it. And they look at me, why are you eating this? I'm like, because why not? Yeah. It's food. It's going to waste otherwise. So let's get behind this, but let's do it in the proper way. We do have an advocate who is looking into all the legalities of it. Um, I will be, and I have got all of the the. the the Groot Koppa, as we like to call our green gorillas, our gardening gorillas, who are in the green industry, who are looking at this and thinking, right, what can we do and how can we make this work? Because, I mean, it's ludicrous. They should actually have said to him before any of this or issuing a fine, if he's unaware of the fact, then say, you need to have this. Yeah. And then if, and then he would have, I'm sure he would have had no problem in doing it or somebody would have come forward and said, let us put a paving stones along your your walkway anyway so that's my little thing joe we are behind you 100 <laughs> percent. and talking about um gardens and everything is one of our restauranty people for people around the world to please vote for him his his name is marcus gerica gerica mm-hmm. we used to say gerica in salt rock and because um, <laughs> of course that's how you speak there in the in KZN <laughs> and 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 he's been voted the person so far to represent the whole of Africa and the Middle East in a particular San Pellegrino category, which is for dining lovers, food for thought. And so his dish is called Remembrance, and it's a mm. dish he used to make with his dad, who was also a chef. And it includes all the food that they grew in their garden. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so it's a really meaningful dish. And he's coming third at the moment. So Mm. if all the South Africans from around the world can can get onto sanpellegrinoyoungchef.com, fine dining lovers dash award. Fantastic. And we'll, put, we'll put that up as well. Yeah, dot com forward slash fine dining lovers dash yeah. award. And please vote for him. He needs to come first. And just a shout out also to Paul Tinas Prinsluer, who is actually representing South Africa in the Young Chef Award. So that's not for a special category. This is now for the main award, the Young Chef yeah, Award. Yeah. Paul's representing us. And this is out of 4,000 people from around the world. And he'll be at the grand finale in Milan in October, where 12 of them, the 12 finalists, will all have to yes. cook. So he'll be cooking his dish, which is actually a French dish. But he's a very, very well-known South African chef. Okay, yeah. well, that's fantastic. But going back to gardens for a moment, I know I'm going off, off script here for a second. It's so <laughs> nice that all of a sudden that... Because of the level lockdown kind of lowering and people can get together, um, finally, and I mean, we haven't been able to do this, and for garden lovers, one of the things we do like is snooping in other people's gardens. So open gardens have always been a huge thing, yeah. okay, around the country. And now, finally, there are some that are actually opening. Oh, okay? great. Which one? In Johannesburg, in Pallinghurst Road, in uh, Westcliff. Uh, for the Joburg Country Club, I mean Country Club, the Joburg Garden Club, um, the first weekend in October, and they've got a champagne bar and all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, a big ups to them. It's the most beautiful garden. We've, we covered it on Beyond the Hedge, one of my gardening shows on the Home Channel. And then Hogs Back have got their gardens opening again. I'm sure that Bedford will have theirs open. There's gardens opening. So anybody who's listening in South Africa, please go and support open gardens because all of the proceeds go to charities. So that's one of the 
lovely things. And apart from anything else, I mean, it's just nice to get out and, and enjoy something beautiful that you didn't have to do all the labor yourself. <laughs> or you can just go and grow cabbages on your front lawn. Right. Okay. So what have we got in the way okay. of news for expats when it comes to rugby? And should we even talk about the rugby? I know there's so many depressed people here in South Africa about what happened in the match. Oh, lordy. Oh, oh so lordy. close. 28-26. But I think that we're going to win this weekend. So on Saturday, mm-hmm. please, all the expats in and around Brisbane, head to the stadium to watch the Springboks versus the Wallabies again. And holding thumbs, we win this time. Other news for expats uh, to be proud of is mm-hmm. there's um, Mariana Iskander, who she's not South African per se, but she's been living in South Africa the last 10 years, and she yeah. is has chosen to remain in South Africa, so she clearly loves the place. She's been the CEO of the Harambi Youth Employment Accelerator, which has helped Oma about 500,000 youth get jobs, which is incredible. Yeah. And they, they find that once these people get jobs, they stay in the, in the job market. You know, it's just the getting in that's the problem. She has now been named as the new CEO for the Wikimedia Foundation, which obviously includes Wikipedia. And so, so one of her things, she says, is going to be to get better representation for Africa. Right hmm. now, in the whole of Wikipedia, there's, only, there's less than 5% of its content is Africa-based. Sure. So that's going to be improving. She's going to make sure that there are a lot more contributors from the Southern Hemisphere, uh, a lot more females. Mm. Um, so it's going to be a lot of good stuff. She, she says she envisions a world in which every single human being can freely share in the sum of all knowledge. And, and what she's been doing... Fantastic work as well, and especially oh, as we've got what thirty three, thirty four percent unemployment in South Africa. I know. I mean, it's you know, just she absolutely said, crazy. She said she really thinks that her experience in South Africa is going to help her so much for the job because she says South Africa just has one of the most complicated ecosystems of mm. people. How in South Africa to get anywhere in life, you kind of have to cross a bridge. And she mm. says it's going to be the same with Wikipedia. You know, there are a lot of bridges that need to be crossed. And Well, good for her. All right. Yes. No, I'm going to take it back to sport again because um, not that I actually really watch sport on TV apart from rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Although I just don't know if I can at the moment. I'm so glad to hear that the cricket team has been doing so well in the T20. Yes, we won that series against Sri Lanka. So thank goodness because we lost actual international series but we've won yeah. the t20 series um yes. and then wade young uh, flew the flag high for us in poland came first in the enduro championship which is yeah. tough 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 going so well done to him and then there was last week there was a big event in paris with um with People from all over Africa, many of them who live in, in Europe, um, launching a new directory that has all the best places to eat in Africa. So really getting, oh. getting African cuisine out there to the world. Um, and Chantal Dartnell was there, you know, who's one best chef, best female chef yes. in the world before and is now setting up her new place in just outside Paris. Apparently, it's going to take a few years to set up, but it is a huge chateau. It's amazing, but 
Wow. And then I was in Paris for the weekend. And as you as said, said, shut up. <laughs> and, and one of the best things, so I went to all these beautiful art exhibitions, Salvador Dali and Damien Hirst. But the highlight for me was walking up to the Pantheon or Pantheon, and we stopped for a coffee. And I'm sitting at the table and I look across to take a photo because it's just pretty. And it says Josie's. So I was like, Tara, that's South African. That's like Joburg. So, so then we called the owner over, and he's French, but he lived in South Africa for three years and mm. just fell in love with the country. So he called his restaurant Josie's, and he sold rooibos. And there were all the South African posters inside from like old airline adverts to Nelson Mandela township scenes. It was, it was beautiful. It was a real, you know, so if you in the area walking up, Look on your left, in the in the fifth arrondissement. The fifth arrondissement. Oui. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oui. Uh, what we should do is get him to get some of that amazing wire work um, from the guy that sits down by the Bramfontein Sprite. I mean, I'm still. I see him every week, and every week he's got new flowers. He's doing the most beautiful sunflowers, and I, mean, I, I sent you a picture of the fane boss that he does with wire and beadwork. Oh, it's just stunning. I mean, we've got to get that over to to England and all over the world because yeah, it's just, I mean, did, the amount of work in it. Did you see how many expats said they would love to have it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got his details if anybody wants it. Yeah, but how, do you, how does he find a way to export it? Because it's, I mean, it's a light... Yeah. We'll, we'll find it. We'll find a way of doing it, yeah, one way or the you. other, because this, this stuff should be going worldwide. His stuff is beautiful. There's a whole bunch of them, and they do the most incredible work. But that could be like local good news. I mean, just helping people overseas, helping people here. Yeah. Um, with oh, the most incredible sure. work that they do. Yeah. For sure. But as I said, I have his number if anybody wants it. <laughs> okay. Okay. If anybody contacts us, I'll let you know. And I interviewed this week, actually, an amazing artist from the Free State whose name is Vuizela Adunes. His paintings are just incredible, and they are selling overseas, all the way from America to Australia. I think one of, one of his clients said, when I look at your work, I see my childhood, because, mm. you know, it's, it's township scenes, it's people with buckets filling with water, it's carts carrying things, um, it's grandmother's yeah mixing bowls it's, it's just it's mm. really beautiful local scenes and for for people overseas they say they feel like they can just step into the painting and they'll be back home mm. so um so that was very popular his paintings have been very popular and I, I hope lots more people support him fantastic yeah and and i see that cape town <clears throat> do we even want to talk about cape town you, <laughs> you you're, don't <laughs> you're you're from like kzn i'm a josie girl and uh I know. cape town was voted the number one city in africa in the middle east yeah yeah it's pretty <laughs> it's, it was, it was, <laughs> i love cape town <laughs> i know i know we love cape town but i always do think what happens when these people fly you know foreigners fly all the way there and the water is just not as warm as the durban water go to durban and you can swim you it's not table mountain but you you go into the drakensberg there's even more mountains and there is like a table mountain there mm. and then we've got all the, the amphitheater animals. yes we've got all the animals i mean every direction you go in in kzn is 
is incredible. But anyway, yep, Cape Town won again. And, um, and it was one of the world's biggest travel magazines. It reaches 35 million people worldwide. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. It's a Travel Plus Leisure World's Best Awards for 2021. Okay. And of course, down in the Western Cape, they have the world's longest zip line as well. <laughs> it's they coming also have, soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they have the highest, highest bungee jump down there. Uh, not is it Khairuts? Yeah, Khairuts River. Where oh, they, yeah. they, they, you jump off the bridge. The uh, one I haven't done. Yet. No, I'm not going to do it. Because? Doing Vic Falls was like, because, Vic, you know, you have where you're going to go and Vic Falls was a good jump. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, I, think that, I think I only ever did it on like a concrete block at some horrible fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so not pretty. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is going to be the world's longest zip line. It's called K3 because mm. it's just over three kilometers long. And it'll be near Caledon. Is that how you yeah. say it? Overberg Mountains. So it's stunning. I mean, the, the view for three kilometers is, is breathtaking. And it beats the record, which is in the United Arab Emirates at the moment, by over 500 meters. Fantastic. So take that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the zip lining in this country, I mean, if you go to various places, most of them seem to be kind of in KZN, actually. I mean, if you think about... Um, Oh, no, I've got no brain again. Um, down in the south coast, and there's uh, Oraby Gorge. They've oh, got the most beautiful. amazing multi-stage <gasps> zip lines there. Yes, yes. So, I mean, it's, it's a really nice way to go. And, of course, they've got some in Michalisburg. And, I mean, it's definitely a very safe way of doing things. You just have to get over your fear of heights. It's easier <laughs> than parachuting, though, that's for sure. All right, so now we've got um, entertainment to talk about because, of course, we spend a lot of time watching TV. Uh, well, we're not going to anymore because now summer's almost here. International yeah. Spring Day. I mean, it's National Spring Day on the 22nd of September. But in the meantime, if you want to binge watch, I see you've got um, a South African show called Blood and Water Season 2. I don't know about this. What is that? Yeah, me neither. Until I got the press release this week and checked out the trailer. So it's Season 2 and I've double checked and it is available for Netflix subscribers around the world. So it's not just in South Africa, but it's a South African show. It's a bit scary. And it's set at Parkhurst High, which is near you. Hang on, so. There is no high in Parkhurst, yeah, apart from the people on Fourth Avenue. It's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's fiction. There's Parkhurst Primary, which was my old school, but there's no Parkhurst High. Okay, well, it, well, it is in the movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm going to try watch it. I don't, I don't just for the South African accents, and then I also thought this week just to mention for for any South Africans abroad who are missing Afrikaans. There are several shows, of which one mm-hmm. is Date After Eight, and that yeah. is available on Showmax International for South Africans worldwide, except if you're in America. And um, and then if you if you don't need Afrikaans, then on Showmax back home you can watch The Secret Garden, which you can watch and tell me whether it's worth watching, please. Okay, I'll watch that because it says garden. I'm quite happy to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to gardens again. No, let me stay away from the gardens for a moment. Um, Although, I mean, at the moment, everything is looking so glorious. I always feel like Andy McDowell in Green Card when she's explaining about the flowers in that conservatory that she wants. And I walk around, look at those bohinias, the tropica. I know we can't buy them, but my goodness, they're looking fantastic, even for an invasive. And the natalensis, look at So I walk around, Spirea, look at them. They're looking marvelous. And people just think I'm a complete lunatic. 
but that's fine. Oh. I will do my Andy McDowell impression every day. Well, you know, when, when I was in Paris this weekend, um, the Damien Hirst uh, exhibition I went to was just amazing because it's set in this building that has a, a park around it. And in the park, they've actually let the weeds grow. So it was really nice for a change. Like, like, who are we to say that they're not allowed to grow and that they are not beautiful? I mean, lots of them we can eat. So, yes. so I really love the appreciation of all plants. Yeah, well, weeds are just plants growing in a place you don't want them to grow. And being very popular, like really being good at growing. Oh. Well, weed, weed has been, by the way, for those of people abroad who want to catch up on a lot of the stuff which is happening in South Africa on Mansfield today, um, this past week um, and, and on Sunday, <laughs> I will be talking to um, Quinton van Kirken, who was one of the people who um, got it through constitutional court that marijuana is decriminalized. Ah. So we're chatting to him, but um, they... It's been a whole, Jeremy Mansfield just decided that this is the week where we're talking about Dacha. Oh, no. Okay. So we've had the legal ramifications, the financial ramifications. I'm talking about how to grow it. Um, there's all of this stuff which is coming up. I don't know why he got it in his head, but that, I mean, that is a weed. That's yeah, always been yeah. my thing is if it's a weed, why is it so difficult for so many people to grow? Yeah. Anyway, but you're allowed to grow it, but you're not allowed to buy seeds. This is the, <laughs> so we're talking about all of that. And that's Mansfield number two day on YouTube. Do go and support. Okay. Okay, if you if you are listening, well, from South Africa or abroad, because there's um, a lot of really good people. Of course, Jeremy is always wonderful to listen to, as is Samantha Cowan, and you. who's trying to get back into her swimming. And of course, me. Yes, of course, me. All right, what have you got coming up though? Is it more food? It, it is. It's more food. Um, I've got a fantastic interview with Jan, the Michelin star. A chef. I went and interviewed him yesterday, and it, he is just so inspiring. Just so how all expats should be, you know, it's so proud and in love with South Africa and spreading the South African food and and love of of South African food around the world, and at the same time loving and appreciating France and where he now lives, you know. So he's mm. he 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 doesn't trash either, and um, oh yeah, no. So I'll have that interview next week. But Fantastic. he says South Africa is the hottest trend happening at the moment. So you heard it here first. Well, I mean, yeah, look at the people eating biltong and burvos and, you know, making Russians and things. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Nando's spearheading the way with no chicken at all. Oh. No, <laughs> we'll get to that another time. Jen, as always, fantastic to chat to you. And um, we will catch up with you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget, go and have a look and see what's happening on sapeople.com. Of course, get onto the Facebook page as well. You can go and post your pictures, your beautiful pictures from wherever you are in the country. Um, Jenny always appreciates having the beautiful pictures. She, I know she misses home. I know you do. <laughs> you don't miss the driving, but you do miss home. <laughs> and you, yes. And you miss, we, we can see each other every week, but it would be nice in, in real life. Okay, so people, please come and support, listen, share the word, and um, we will catch you up again with you next week. Take care. And thanks, Jenny. Bye-bye. Thanks, Melanie. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.